Welcome to The Checkout. We catch up with previous Add to Cart guests and ask them five quick questions to get to know them better and leave you with a little extra inspiration to get you through your Friday. Today's Checkout features Kat Henselak and Nicola Omonston from Get Down. They're selling sustainable, super stylish condoms and promoting women's sexual wellness and not an oily-chested Trojan man in sight. Kat and Nicola, welcome to the checkout. We've learned a lot about you and a lot about your business, Get Down, who are reinventing sexual health. We've got a few questions for you guys. All right, number one, what is the weirdest thing that you've ever bought online? This is going to be a doozy. This is excluding the 220,000 condoms that we had to order as our first order, you mean? <laughs> yeah, that was the minimum order quantity. So uh, Kat currently has them stored in her house. So if anyone needs any uh, protection, pop around Kat's. Also great for birthday parties, Christmases. <laughs> um, yeah, so other than the, uh, the excessive amount of condoms and probably just like weird, weird things off eBay, like my husband is... Uh, into weird kind of art i tried to buy a bronze statue that's um a statue of a gorilla wrestling a lion that was a weird one but i was ghosted by the company which makes it even worse i like emailed them it's like i like to buy this and bid on it it just got completely ghosted so what a fail (laughs) because how do you find a statue of a gorilla wrestling a lion a good question i honestly i <laughs> i just kind of saw it and i was like that has my husband written all over it. it was like boom it was one of those late night like searches where you're like i don't know how i ended up in this place but here i am and i'm engaging with it <laughs> so, that is amazing and i love that the person that you tried to buy it off was like no nah, sorry i'll sell yeah. it to someone else <laughs> exactly like how many people did they have trying to buy it is my question <laughs> it's very strange. what about you kat <laughs> Well, being in the sexual wellness category, you can imagine some of the samples, they get a pretty wild, but it's quite funny when we have visitors come and stay with us because I'm like, <laughs> little do you know, under the guest bed, you're actually sleeping on a hundred vibrators or like, <laughs> you know, under the, under, like if a mother-in-law comes to stay, she's got no idea. Fortunately, she doesn't listen to podcasts, so I think I'm safe, but yeah, there's so much. So she doesn't know about Get Down at all? No, she does, but I guess like there's a spare bedroom we have and it's literally just got like all kinds of weird sex shit just like in sample boxes that we get from all of our suppliers. It's like in brown boxes hidden under the bed covered in sheets. So Tom and I try and pretend like we're normal people, which Tom really is, but like, and then I'm like, just ignore this, like try and clean up my office. But apart from that, I just say Peloton, I was so sucked into the culty advertising and their community-led kind of exercise like gimmicks i just am really bad with taking care of myself because i spend too much time on the internet drinking prosecco or just doing dumb shit that like i was like okay i need one of these nice and you love it still i literally just got it because they do not deliver tisk tisk peloton they don't deliver to i live in the alpine region of victoria and so i had to get it delivered to metropolitan area and then carted up here so i've just worked out how to set it up and giving it a crack and I there seem to like it. Mm. There you go. All right, number two, who is your favourite retailer? So living in a small country town, I am living in Toowoomba South, which is under Falls Creek, and there is this beautiful product, so Argent Silversmith. There's Liz is a local silversmith I met in a cafe, and I was just absolutely enchanted with her brand story, and she really just pushes the P, like product, product, product. Her brand is so authentically her 
It's recycled metals and really beautiful. I just love how her, she just shows like we walk, she walks around the village and literally has like all these like burns on her hand and like scratches. You're like, how did you do that? She's like, I just cut myself with a saw. And she's just like this sexy French chick that's like, I just cut myself with a saw. And then she's got this beautiful brand. Um, so love, love, love what she's got going on. Also just love the school of life. I'm a deep thinker and I just love their balance of content and commerce. It's really beautiful, just um, good for the mind, cool branding. Cool. We'll put links to both in the show notes. What about you, Nick? Um, it's a brand called Lucy and Yak. Um, I think it's a UK company, but they definitely sell to um, Australia as well. So they're, they're in, um, like an overalls company, like Dungarees. I don't know if you guys say Dungarees. Um, they're super cool prints, really, really, really positive message throughout. They're very environmentally friendly. They're really inclusive and they're incredibly transparent about their supplier chain. So they're one of the brands that I looked at when we were looking at like how transparent we want to be. They were just all over it and everything they're doing there is amazing as well as being super environmentally friendly. And they just look fucking cool. Like every print, I'm like, I want those ones. I want those ones. I want those ones. I want those ones. And I end up just gifting everyone their, uh, gift cards or like a cheeky pair of shorts but um they also have an amazing refer a friend loyalty program and um, again which leans into the kind of the authenticity of the brand is that it's one of the best i've ever seen and their stats apparently are incredible as well so and um, because of that and i think it's just something to really try and emulate and use the kind of power of word of mouth and and your the fact that your customers are your biggest advocates yeah beautiful we'll check them out number three which e-commerce practice do you wish was history Profit munching layered discounts. Like, can people please stop giving away bloody cars, 10% off, this, 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 like another sale. Like literally the biggest problem after looking across our scope of book of business, like when working at Shopify or honestly in all the places that I've worked is just profit. So many people look at sales and you're like, profit, profit. Read the book Profit First, please. Like, uh, so I just say big discounts and not looking at other ways to um, stop being lazy. There's other ways to acquire customers, stop conditioning your customers. Like, another thing is definitely the constant quest for 100% attribution. This definitely comes from your C suite and the demand for everyone to know exactly how every dollar was spent. And I just wish that. C-suite, particularly like, you know, whether it's a country director or those in charge of budgets, like, okay, go and watch Mad Men. What did Donald Draper do? Did Donald Draper sit there in his chair with his cigar measuring how every one of his advertising campaigns like made that brand what that brand is? No. So stop fixating it. Think of other things and use your energy to do cool shit. It's important, but I just feel like there's too much emphasis on it, especially from senior leadership. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always an X factor in like why something works that you can't label, and that's what good marketing is, I guess. Um, and I think you've given me my new motto for life: just do whatever Don Draper would do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting a drink right now. What a wrong one! All right. <laughs> Number four. Can you recommend a book or a podcast that our listeners should immediately get into? Might start with you, Nicola. Mine is one of the reasons why we started the brand, actually, and when we're kind of looking for a reason to actually do it. And um, it's called Invisible Women by um, 
Caroline Criado Perez. It's, it's really famous, but I just think it's an incredible database. I love kind of database stories that aren't kind of opinionated. They're just giving you the facts and you kind of draw from that. And there are so many examples that you read through the book of this gender data bias that women face every day. And I think it just inspires a lot of passion in women. And I think by reading that book, A, it makes you notice it all the time. And B, if you're looking for a reason to start your business, that book will give it to you. So just read it and then tell everyone else about it. Brilliant. That's a new recommendation for us. So thank you for that. Kat? We've got a couple and I'll try and keep it short, but Option B by Sheryl Sandberg is honestly the best book I've ever read in my bloody life. It's just about building resilience and moving forward after life's in, you know inevitable setbacks. For me, I feel really passionately that if you are leading in person, you should read this book. Sheryl Sandberg was one of the most important pioneers when creating bereavement leave in the US. Shit happens in life, yet you're expected to kind of just keep going through and working. And if you can lead people through these inevitable setbacks, like you will be an incredible leader. So also think it'll give you license to be kinder to yourself and work out how to navigate life while running a business. So that's definitely one. How Spies Think, I thought by David Omand is a really interesting way into analytical thinking and just getting into the head of like peculiar people that, you know, you may not be able to work out. And last one is Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Given the Ukraine war pandemic and unprecedented times, like history continues to repeat itself. Like humans, like, I don't know, we think that we're clever, but we're really not because we just keep doing the same dumb shit over and over and over again. So if you look back at the history of the commodity of money and what we've done before, there's definitely some great learnings, especially when it comes to making room for error and long-term planning. Wow, what a list. I was surprised actually that the encyclopedias weren't on there because if you're going to win who wants to be, wants to be a millionaire, <laughs> you're going to have to have some good general knowledge as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question for you both. Finish this sentence. The future of retail is? Small and nimble. I feel like we're moving away from these big brands that are very set in their ways to ones that are much more able to navigate the quick-changing kind of e-commerce market that we see now. Mine would be sensory. I just feel like that we've only really recently you've seen retailers experimenting with how they can combine you know, omni-channel, I feel like, especially those in C-suite aren't really executing properly or no one's really worked out, but it's beyond just how to connect customers with their retail stores or how to connect your B2B suppliers and your retail suppliers, your wholesale suppliers and all your different customers that you have. It's like, what does your brand smell like? You know, what does it feel like? Um, what is that experience when they walk into your store or they open your package beyond just unboxing just seems like it I don't know I hate that term sometimes because you're like it just needs to be so much more like people are doing things in terms of execution of like podcasts for their brand for us we try and be sensory by having silly playlists so that when people are like getting down then they can listen to our absolutely ridiculous playlist and know what our brand is about like they can see us when the future products they'll be able to smell us and so it's just exploring all those senses there are so many questions there, and I'm not <laughs> going to go near anything around unboxing, smelling, sensing, feeling. It'll smell like an oily man. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the opposite of an oily man? What's the, what's the smell of an opposite of an oily man? 
<laughs> now, if you haven't listened to my episode, this is going to make absolutely no sense to you. And you're going to think we're the biggest weirdos. But if you want to hear more around Get Down and what Kat and Nicola are creating, make sure you head back to the main episode and hear the stories. Some absolutely fabulous stories in there. Kat and Nicola, thank you so much for joining us on the checkout. Thanks, Bushy. Amazing. Thank you. To hear more from Kat and Nicola, jump back into episode 218, where Kat and Nicola share their formula for writing spot-on brand copy. They also share how they navigate running a business and being best friends. And if anything, you've got to tune in for the unbelievable story of how Eddie Maguire ended up funding their condom startup. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep adding to cards.